0: She's the one, she'll always be there She took my hand and I made it, I swear I fell in love with the girl at the rock show She said, well, and I told her that I didn't know She's so cool, better sneak it through the window Everything's better when she's somewhere. work can the parents, go out of town I fell in love with the girl at the rock show
1: Hi there, everybody. Welcome back to Yapping and Snapping a Mic welcome and uh we were yeah but i actually remember to snack this time oh look like at you we've talked about snacking this whole time and we always film this after dinner and i'm usually really full so i brought candy and cough drops because that's how i'm feeling today off drops yeah i'm fighting a bit of a cold here but who isn't these days uh, right
0: it's it's going around the station
1: <laughs> It's the season yeah. we love it
0: kendra was down for like two days last week which no. is why, which is why this podcast may or may not be late. But to be completely <laughs> honest bit. with you, everybody. Uh, so, but, um, go ahead. so we were we were talking, and we we mentioned that this week's episode was going to be Ticketmaster can go fuck themselves.
1: Yes, they can because Blink One Eighty Two. Gets back together. Tom DeLonge is back in the band. Everybody's like, oh my God. And especially on the heels of the Firefly Music Festival, which had like the greatest emo lineup ever. And
0: then when we were we young, actually went without it. Well, actually yes. it went on, but it did have a hitch. It had one hitch. It was called The Wind. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, they didn't ask any of the artists to play. They just picked a lineup, and the artists were like,
0: uh, yeah.
1: actually, that but, day doesn't work for me. Right, right.
0: <laughs> we'll talk about that in a bit, because that was a very interesting little experiment that actually worked out.
1: But anyway, if you were born in the late 80s and 90s, and you grew up through the 90s and early 2000s, like, concerts have been lit lately. Yes, they have and been. Blink-182 is one that everybody was so excited for until. Ticketmaster uh, told everybody how much the tickets were. <laughs> right.
0: Because we were all told one set prices starting, I think it uh-huh. was going to be like 50 or $55 for nosebleeds through about uh-huh. 300 for for pit, 350 something like that. And if you got in on the early action, if you were a pre-sale person, you probably got it at that price.
1: Yeah.
0: If you decided to wait until general sales started, you realized that Not Ticketmaster... Enough now has a little trick that they're doing trying to defeat the scammers. They're trying to defeat the scalpers. And it's called dynamic ticket pricing, everybody.
1: Well, break that down for us, Mr. Lichniak. So they're
0: now Ticketmaster, that the way that they're working is they'll go to the band and say, okay, these are all the venues that we have lined up for you. Here are all the ticket prices that we have. But you know, as well as we do here at Ticketmaster that you are only going to sell these tickets to maybe 5% of the population because the scalpers are there to pick everything up. So we've decided to come up with this thing, Bands. It's called dynamic ticket pricing. When we see that the demand for tickets goes way up, we can jack the price up on all your tickets on the fly, no questions asked.
1: And which obviously like the prices of everything have gone up right now because the pandemic doors, no restrictions, no masks. Everybody can enjoy a concert the way that they used to, except for they can't afford a concert the way that they used to.
0: (laughs) So when the tickets came out for blink 182, they were 55 to like $350. By the time I looked at tickets for blink 182 in Baltimore and in Philadelphia, or I think it was Camden, Camden, New Jersey. Yeah, yeah. Nosebleeds were $350 a ticket.
1: That's insane. Because Especially because the nosebleeds in Philly are just the lawn. Like you're out in the very back of the lawn. Right. And those are your nosebleeds. I mean, if you get there early, you can be at the very front of the lawn, but yes. like Yes. It's not it's not it's not an arena. It's not a um Yeah, it's not it's not a stadium.
0: No, it's not a stadium. It's not an arena. But Here's the thing. Oh, no, no, no. This was going to be at the uh, Wells Fargo. This wasn't going to be. Oh, yeah. Okay. This- that is a stadium. It, no, no, no. Even then, though. Camden is at like lawn seat, like a, a regular amphitheater. I'm thinking Baltimore. Baltimore's at the oh, arena.
1: Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha.
0: But still, $350 for nosebleeds. Yeah. Because the That's dynamic crazy. ticket pricing took over. Because Blink-182 agreed to it. Because if the scalpers have to pay that much, they're not going to pick up the tickets or so everybody thinks, because then for them to turn a profit, they would have to turn them for five, six thousand dollars a ticket.
1: Yeah. And I mean, like. On the one hand, I understand the thought process, but on the other hand, I feel like unless they drop that price eventually saying like, all right, the scalpers didn't buy them like, here you go. But artists have also – like, artists I know have fought back time and time again against scalpers and, and scammers where, like, either like, – um, like, I know Adele, she had something in place. This was years ago now, so I don't remember exactly what it was. But I remember she was really upset about scalpers, and so she was trying to do something about it with, with venues to, to make sure that fans were the ones ending up with those tickets and at a fair price.
0: Right. And I love Eric Church for this reason. Because when he realized that it was all the scalpers that bought the tickets, he went out of his way, went to all the scalpers, bought all the tickets himself at the insane prices that they want, and then resold them to actual fans at face value. So he took the net loss, but made sure that actual fans got the tickets and weren't getting ripped off.
1: Yeah. And I suppose, like, the other way around that would be... I don't know. Like, you... I, go back to selling tickets at box office only, like you eliminate the online selling, and that way, like the odds that scalpers are all the first people in line <laughs> seems slim to none when you're going up against super fans. But nobody's nobody's gonna do that either. But I also feel like scalpers aren't gonna go up there in person because they're also trying to turn quick dollars uh, right. via online shopping. So exactly. I I don't know. I also feel like processing fees shouldn't be a thing anymore, given the fact that everybody everybody shops online. Like why are we still why are we still doing processing fees when you buy concert tickets? <laughs> there
0: is a uh, somebody brought it up on YouTube when the actual tickets for Blink-182 came out and said there uh-huh. is a perfectly logical way of doing this. Buy the tickets at face value. Ticketmaster find a way that Ticketmaster controls where the tickets go, aka set it up so that when you buy a ticket from Ticketmaster the only place you can resell it is on the Ticketmaster app, or Ticketmaster.com, oh. and Ticketmaster. You can't jack up the price either. You must resell it at face value. Therefore, no one makes a profit. The only person that That's would make the only person that would make a profit would be technically Ticketmaster because they would get the second set of uh, fees and services. Yeah. and all Yeah, right. That they number. get the
1: processing and, and service fees that. I'd get down with I'd get down with that real quick
0: either that or you set up a system where you figure out that only one IP address can buy X number of tickets
1: X amount of tickets yeah or one That's DN true. or
0: one DNS code something like that something something, something where like you could track who's buying tickets and how many and all that
1: yeah so clearly there is Solutions, right? They're I'm here for them. They're, they're there, <laughs>
0: but then the question becomes: Would Ticketmaster ever take this and run with it? Because why would Ticketmaster do this? They're making so much well, money.
1: I guess if you think about it, if 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 Ticketmaster is the first to do it, they still have competition like StubHub and other ticket sites that people go to buy tickets. So, they would certainly get loyalty from customers knowing that you're not getting ripped off. So, I feel like it would certainly draw the ticket sales away from StubHub and Vivid um, Seats
0: and all those.
1: Vivid Seats. C- yeah, some of all the other like ticket resale and, and, and selling well, and the, websites and then Ticketmaster would be or whoever would be the first to jump on that right. concept. I think would win the most.
0: And the other thing and the other thing is, is that places like StubHub vivid seats would all go out of business because they're yeah, in right. the business of reselling ticketmaster tickets or live nation right. tickets whoever yeah, they so may be
1: if live nation and ticketmaster followed that model whichever one bit first i think or whichever one bit first and advertised that bit <laughs> better right <laughs> i think they would that would really appeal to music buying fans and I would be curious how live music listeners breaks down by generation because I don't know if Gen Z whoops I just bumped into my table (laughs) I (laughs) I totally saw that I don't know if there isn't a live music as I think millennials are like the peak live music generation right now and I think Gen X was too yeah like it's kind of us and and Gen X that cuz I feel like even out at Firefly like I, A, given the time of year that it was this year it wasn't the fall so everybody else okay. Gen Z and younger was back in school but um I know that if I were in college, I absolutely I would have taken the days off to go to a music festival. It'd have been like pfft, school or Avril Lavigne, no brainer. <laughs> Avril, Lavigne, Avril Lavigne every time, all day. Every and day. my Chemical Romance every time. Like right. it, it was the lineup was just I I would have been there for sure for that Friday um, night.
0: I I would have done anything to get there for that Friday night.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I I would be I would be curious how that kind of breaks down. But again. Like I think millennials are willing to shell out for for entertainment, and I think especially fair entertainment. Like we like to feel validated that way, because I think we're the we're the kings and queens of that's not fair. <laughs> it's not how we were told the world was gonna work. <laughs> Because it's not. It's nothing not, about the no. world is how we were told it was going to work. Not at and all. And we did everything wrong. And and <laughs> we're just failing like we left and right. We're just failing. It's 89 there. degrees out here in November. Like, we're, it's not supposed to be. We don't live in a hot area. <laughs> no. It's a, it's we're
0: supposed like, to be uh, 60 degrees this time of year. It's
1: supposed to be 60, like, tops.
0: <laughs> right. And we're out here sweating in long sleeve <laughs> shirts because we don't want to give up our fall looks, damn it. We just want to wear our Uggs.
1: I was literally crying the other day and Sean was like, why are you like, I don't, I don't, I was like, fall is my favorite and I can't enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I can't have it. And so there were, there there were real tears. Oh my goodness. Just wait till tomorrow. Just wait till tomorrow. I know. I know. We're... I don't worry. I have been <laughs> counting down the days until <laughs> I can wear sweaters because I won't lie. I have a fantastic look in my brain. I don't know. The, I think I can pull it off at work. I just have, I mean, when you have to be in front of the camera, yeah, sometimes yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, makeup I looks it. can be dicey. Oh, I know. But in my head, It looks fantastic. I have the perfect outfit to celebrate Taylor Swift's Midnight's album, which just came out, you know, a few weeks ago. Yes. It's breaking every record and shattering every chart because That's... Swifties go hard, man. They go hard.
0: Let's be honest. This album is actually pretty amazing. This, ca- I mean, this, com- I, this coming from a guy who criticizes Taylor Swift a lot.
1: I know. And you know, you're know, you just inflating my own ego because I am biased when it comes to Taylor. Because I have supported, like, I've been a Taylor fan for a really long time. Not when she first hit the scene. I mean, like, teardrops on my guitar was an immediate banger. I was all in for teardrops on my guitar. But Her then, country
0: stuff was great. Her country stuff was fantastic. It was
1: great. And her pop stuff is great, too. She is a phenomenal storyteller. And I will tell you, as an English major, she is brilliant. And she writes, like, some of the New Romantic poets. She even has a song called New Romantic. Like, nothing she does is accidental. Everything she does is on purpose. She has a song about it in her Midnight's album, Mm -hmm. Mastermind, that, like, she literally crafts everything she does so carefully, and I don't think she's ever given the credit for it.
0: No, she isn't.
1: I think because, I, I don't you know. give her any
0: credit. Well, I should. Yeah, because
1: when she hit the scene, she was a she was a teenage girl, and nobody takes teenage girls seriously. Nobody takes teenage pop star girls seriously. That's because... where it changed
0: for me. Yeah, because yeah. she came out with "Shake It Off," which was well written. I'm not giving. I'm not. And a banger!
1: Her... It's catchy as hell. But, everybody loves but, "Shake It Off." But every but everybody
0: <laughs> everybody that listened to her country stuff thought she sold out, which she didn't. I take everything back that I thought of her a decade ago. All
1: right. So the the interesting journey for me as a Taylor Swift fan and as a country music fan, but also as a pop fan. Right. (laughs) And I think Taylor, she put the pieces in motion to start ruining country music (laughs) and i mean that in the best way possible because it worked for her i think when she came out with the red album and it was a pop or it was the red album was a country album but it felt like a pop album
0: you could tell that there was a transition happening
1: and country listeners were like what the hell why is uh 22 and um never getting back together playing on country radio like it was just a weird
0: it was a weird vibe
1: musical lip whiplash for listeners. And you're like, what the heck is going on? So when she released 1989, she released it with a memo saying like, Hey, you know, this album is being more true to myself, true to my style. It's a pop album. Like, I'm sorry to disappoint you, but I think it's, you know, it's staying true to form. And I think it was a really good move. I think it, it allowed her to keep making music and music that she really liked and music that was authentic to her. However, because she was climbing charts on both pop stations and country stations at the same time, Florida Georgia Line, Jason Nadine, Aldean, Brian all these other artists, everybody were like, started to go. You're like, you mean if we just swap out the banjos, we can get on pop charts too? And that's what happened. So
0: you mean if we add Nelly, <laughs> we can end up on top forty?
1: But I still think Taylor's country music was better storytelling than a lot of the pro country that was coming out at the same time.
0: Listen, I could be a country superstar. All I have to do is find my voice, which we all know is ratchet. Secondly, (laughs) sing a song about drinking beer, drinking whiskey. Your girl just left me and I'm in my F-150. And I got myself a country pop hit
1: another favorite is the tan leg short shorts blonde hair in my truck i just met you hey girl like that's exactly shit <laughs> that's it we just wrote a bang we just we, we just wrote a, a top country song and i actually think country music is coming back around yes too. we're
0: coming back to what country music really is
1: to what it really is and and i think eliminating some of the stars that were like hey I think sort of all of the all of the things that are trashy about pop music, because like pop music is fun. Yeah, it's, it's supposed pop 40 to be for a reason. It's supposed
0: to be trashy. People,
1: people enjoy it, and they yes. know it's it's kind of trashy. But I think, you know, every now and then, you and I think too, like pop music of the '80s and '70s and and years past, when the musical genres weren't as well defined, mm-hmm. all music of all genres was getting played on like the three radio stations that weren't defined by genre, not necessarily. So I think pop music as we know it really came to be in the 90s and early 2000s. I guess, like, Madonna in the 80s. Like, that's really how we saw pop music as it is Mm -hmm. crafted over the years. So I think
0: Uh, uh, all of the... Madonna and Michael Jackson.
1: Yeah, yes. So Madonna and Michael Jackson were the ones that really took, you know...
0: They're the godfather and godmother of pop music.
1: They took real gifted musical talent and, and vocal talent and... Turned it into the fun, catchy pop—you know, just uh, the pop music, synth pop, and and pop right. music that we know today. That Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera took a hold of. That all the boy bands. Also, speaking of boy bands, we should have started off this way. Uh, but the really just devastating news Aaron of Carter. Aaron Carter. No. We should have started with that. But R.I.P. Um, passed away. I think in the bathtub. Yeah. Uh, is what we were told. I, so I'm assuming it was an accidental drug overdose. But he. He was struggling, man. And he was struggling publicly for a while. Yeah. And that's so hard. Yeah.
0: Because he sees like his brother. To sit well, and
1: laugh. Well, but...
0: well, he also sees his brother, who's still yeah. very successful with the Backstreet Boys. And yeah. here he is, can't find his own place.
1: And Aaron's solo career just never quite took off the same way and I just think he like I just don't think anybody ever supported him and I think like when he was clearly struggling because my sister saw him in concert (laughs) by happenstance (laughs) years ago and she was like it was so weird he was like going off the rails he was ranting and raving
0: oh boy and hollering
1: like he was doing all the things Mm -hmm. that would clue somebody in to like this guy's not well and Again, I think we like to say that we're over it, especially after watching like the Britney Spears documentary and watching ourselves torment pop stars and then Mm -hmm. being like, oh, wow, how the mighty have fallen. And then, you know, tragedy strikes and we're like, oh, I could have seen this coming. Right. But what gave it away? The
0: tattoos, the haircut.
1: He just, yeah, his he was his weird tweets. He was yeah. uh, he was talking to young girls, like he was doing. Yeah, he was, was doing everything was, not correct. Right.
0: He might he might have been just, one of those people who got stuck at thirteen.
1: I think he was. I, I think he absolutely was, and I think for a lot of those stars, and because like he rose to fame in the same time period, just about a little after the Backstreet Boys, because yeah. he was Nick's younger brother. Right. But just just hard and just awful, really. But thought we should acknowledge that before we uh we go on. Kid
0: had some really great karaoke songs.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look, his version of I Want Candy it's was actually, it's actually a great song. <laughs> like,
0: great version of the song.
1: I was all in. <laughs> but. Um,
0: oh, well, speaking of things that we probably should have started off with. Yeah. I want your opinion on something. Okay. Firefly came out and said, hey, we're going to take a year off.
1: <sighs> yeah, we should have started with musical bad news.
0: I think there's a secret agenda, but I'll let you have the floor. What do you think is happening? Because they've um, already had 2 years off.
1: Yeah, I I suspect it's contractual that like there's something in the contract with where it's held, the the venue yeah. that it's held. I think their contract is up, and I think that they had a loophole with COVID. Like mm-hmm. I I think they probably like I'm I'm sure that they took a mulligan on that year. Um so I feel like that probably didn't count and now the 10-year contract is up yep. and now the many people of Dover are like get rid of it. I hate it there in my backyard as if NASCAR is any quieter. Right,
0: but NASCAR also <laughs> finishes at 5.
1: I mean, I guess, but come on, people just love to hate stuff. I have a th- Let us have one thing. Delaware doesn't have anything.
0: I I have one theory. What's your theory? Move it to RFK.
1: I don't want that.
0: The fairgrounds in DC. Because DC does not have yeah, its I know. own
1: pop. That's why like I know alt. it's gonna get moved.
0: Oh yeah. But it's not gonna go to Philly because Philly has two amazing music festivals already. It's gonna get moved to DC. Oh, I just keep
1: it here. Keep it here.
0: Because the DC and Philly uh radio stations don't want to come here. Yeah. It's it's yeah, going it's gonna go to RFK's fairgrounds, where they You're held right. the Moonlight Festival. They have yeah, the know, infrastructure. It's been proven. I know. It's in D.C. It's a straight yeah, flight like, for the
1: goals.
0: I know, but I'm just saying this. Is... As soon as I read, oh, we're going to take a year off to regroup. No, you're taking a year off to not blow To it,
1: regroup and move to, yeah. to not to not to hit, relocate
0: to not kick us in the dick immediately. You're going to save the yeah. kick in the balls until next year.
1: No, I know. And that's what everybody's been saying. So that's what. I am paired for, but it's not what I want.
0: Are you still going to go to it?
1: It Depends on the lineup. <laughs> if it were a lineup like it was this year, I probably would. But if it's kind of a bogus lineup, I'm not driving to DC for that.
0: Uh, I don't think it's going to be a bogus lineup ever again. If it's in DC.
1: Well, okay. But like, if it's a lineup that I'm indifferent towards, then I'm, I'm also not going to drive Fair. that's that, yeah. That's a
0: good point. Um, so, Firefly's moving. Let's talk about when we were young because when you saw the videos and the photos and all that and you come to find out how this all came about.
1: <laughs> wow. When we were young is over two, man. They're they're a joke. They're the new Fire Festival, but like the fe- but like it actually exists. L- it's listen, just really bad at being a music festival. But
0: listen. That's that's a promoter who has balls.
1: I mean, it definitely is. That's a bold move.
0: <laughs> so if you don't know the story, what was it? 2020, late 2020? I think
1: This, so. is, this
0: is like in the middle of the pandemic. This random mm-hmm. thing shows up on social media. It just showed up. And it said, when we were young, 2021. I thought it was fake at first. <laughs> we all thought it was fake. We all thought yeah. it was fake. There's no way that all these bands that are listed... Show up, no yep. way, no how. Let me see if I can actually pull it up right here. Hold on, we're young.
1: Well, because last year's when we were young lineup, I think was similar to this year's Firefly lineup.
0: No, I don't want 2023s, I want 2022s. I went twi-
1: and I don't think
0: <laughs> mean, I'm an idiot. I put 2022 <laughs> or 2021
1: <laughs> <laughs> a little harder to find that way, huh, buddy? Yeah,
0: just a little bit. Ah, <laughs> uh, where is it? This is 2023. 2023. This it. This is it. Okay, all done. I'm almost there. I promise. You're good. Okay, here it is. So now, okay, let's hit this. I'm not prepared. Oh no! All right, there's that. Okay, people on YouTube are gonna be like, "What are you doing?"
1: Yeah. There we go. Struggling. That's what we're doing. All right. Can you see it? Uh, yes.
0: Okay. So this poster shows up on social media. Yeah. Who in their right mind puts all these bands together? Especially in the year that it is. 2020. Yep. 2021 is when this list came <clears> out. I think this was supposed to be 2021. They moved it to 2022 because of pandemic <laughs> things. But this is late yeah. 2020 when this drops. And all our jaws are on the floor and we're all salivating. Because this is literally our teenage yeah.
1: years, and it was just every time you looked like down another row, you were like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my and god!" Dashboard, <laughs> Dashboard confession: When Hawthorne Heights oh is the
0: bottom god. left corner of the thing, you know yeah. that this is a great lineup.
1: Jimmy Eat World, right? I mean, Avril Lavigne, A Day to Remember, Bring Me the Horizon, AFI, My Chemical Romance, Paramore—like, it just—it was a—it was—it it was a hell of a Taking lineup. Taking Back Sunday,
0: was- Boys Like Girls. All American, which, like, that was
1: all. So, that was all that appeared. Like, at very first, all of a sudden, this photo, this poster just keeps getting passed around and around and around. Everybody's like, Oh my god, what's happening? And there were no where, details. Where
0: are the tickets? How much are tickets? How do I get to Finally, Vegas?
1: Finally, and I think everybody was also like kind of on the fence because the fire festival had also come out. Like, right. the whole um, the documentary about fire festival, which right. It was which too was, good like, to be completely- true fake music festival that people bought tickets to and it was just one big scam people see something like this and they're like mm, without any details mm, I don't know but details did start coming out and then and then we saw the schedule
0: <laughs> and we were like this is one day
1: one day and the sets were like
0: 45 minutes 20 minute some of them they are 20 ridiculous. minute sets it was literally you're getting all the hits you ever listened to on radio ever
1: you were never going to make it to each and every show, so no. like you had to pick and choose your favorites. Which, obviously, with music festivals that happens, just not in 20 minute set form, right? Usually, usually you, get, you get
0: to you, enjoy, usually, you get a chance to enjoy the band, they're gonna talk to a you, be nostalgia. Set. And then, so this is what the week of when we were young, and I think so and one of the members of a day to remember is being interviewed. I don't know if it's in a podcast or if it's for a magazine. I think it's for Rolling Stone. And he goes, We didn't know that we were doing this concert till we saw the poster. Yeah. And so come
1: kind of, to. I think that happened this year too.
0: I think it did happen this year too. I think they posted everybody again, hoping that they mm-hmm. would all just show up. So literally, this promoter put this poster out with nobody set and,
1: and- was like, no confirmation, let's, no nothing. And they're like, all right, let's, let's see. Let's see
0: if we can push push this into existence. And luckily for him, nobody had anything scheduled yet. And that was the brilliant part, is he realized yeah. everybody was free that weekend still.
1: So I think they tried to do that this year, but it wasn't the case because now, again, you've got a lot of nostalgia bands going on tour. Huh? For example, Blink-182. Uh-huh. So like, all of these bands are getting booked. And a lot of them had to be like, uh we can't go
0: right so here is the lineup for what was supposed to, this is what it's supposed to be for this year for 2023 oh
1: my god and this oh is god and some this 41 is 41 and simple plan.
0: this is a disgusting lineup too yellow card some 41 simple flip plan plain white Gold tees finger. goldfinger <laughs> bowling for soup less than jake i love michelle branch soup. rise oh against <laughs> gym class heroes Uh, The Offspring, Good Charlotte, Five Seconds of Summer, All-Time Lows Going Back, Something Corporate, Uh, 30 Seconds to Mars. I could keep going. This is literally- headliners. Right. Green Day and Blink-182. Yeah. It's
1: a killer lineup. And
0: again, one day only.
1: Yeah, but it's- Right. And so for me, it's the whole, it's one day. It's in Vegas. So everybody's got to fly out there, get a hotel for 20 minutes of entertainment where you really have to pick and choose. And like, to me, that's wrong.
0: Also, the Ataris and
1: Lit. I
0: just noticed that Lit's there. (laughs) I didn't even notice that they were there the first time I looked at it.
1: (laughs) I didn't either. I missed a couple of these the first time I looked at it.
0: This is an insane lineup for all of us that are in their 30s. I feel like
1: it's so rude to plan a festival that like you can't actually attend in its full enjoyment. You know what I mean? Yes.
0: I, I think that's not what well, And and Well, and then it came out that tickets were so popular for this that they mm-hmm. asked all the bands to do three days. They asked them to do yep. Saturday, Sunday, and the following Saturday because they sold so many tickets. They didn't think... Yeah. It, well, yeah,
1: because people want a chance to see everybody.
0: Right. They didn't think it was going to actually take off, and then it blew up. I mean, I don't know what they expected. Us 30-year-olds have been waiting that. for something to do.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, for something to do. And the fact that, like, these are all bands that we would have killed to see back in the day. But we just, like, weren't quite old enough that our parents would be like, No, you're not cool going
0: to it. that. <laughs> Who is this good yeah. Charlotte you want to go see? Right, like,
1: you had to either sneak in or you had to go with older friends. Like, you would have had to lie a little bit to your parents to go to some of these shows. I probably would have been able to see Michelle Branch as a kid. but
0: Probably. I I loved Michelle Branch. And I probably could have gotten away with Good Charlotte, but like The Offspring, Green Day, Blink. I mean, like my parents
1: are pretty cool, so I feel like they probably would have been okay with me going to any of these shows, not alone. Like they would have, like one of them would have had to go with me. Oh, of course. But um, they probably they they would have been cool about it. I think if we had really wanted to to go, the problem would have been ticket prices. Like that would have been they'd be like, right. (laughs) And now
0: that we look back at how much we were paying for concerts back then, that is chump change compared to what we're paying right now.
1: Yeah. Even when you consider inflation, like it's not, it's not
0: right. No, it's not. (laughs) Well, because when you
1: consider inflation, nothing that we pay the price that we do is right. (laughs) Because we,
0: we legitimately looked at tickets for this.
1: Yep. And
0: we were like, let's see how much the ticket prices were for the packages, which Mm -hmm. when you included hotel, yeah. It wasn't bad. No. It wasn't the I worst.
1: Agree. It wasn't the worst. But, it wasn't
0: the worst set of ticket price. But they sold out in what, 45 minutes?
1: Yeah, something like that. Like it
0: was insane. 45 minutes in, yeah. and all the tickets for the festival grounds were gone. How do you sell out for a festival ground area?
1: Right. I... Like I don't know. Well, are Vegas you... is so like jam packed that well, they might. Well, no, this Well, and actually so... after the last couple of concerts where people have gotten like trampled to death. That's true but they probably they probably do have some sort of capacity but i know where this is
0: cuz it yeah. says the las vegas festival grounds this is at vegas motor speedway there's plenty of room out there it's out in the middle of the desert
1: yeah well yeah but still after like all of the just all of the I tragedies know. that have occurred at concerts that they might have to they might have to legitimately cap a field or a desert because it can only keep an eye out on so many people that's which true. sucks yeah. because again bad people have to ruin everything for everyone right love that for us
0: oh the greatest the greatest yeah yeah
1: yeah but we have a lot. taylor's tickets aren't that expensive <laughs> yet i looked it up they're supposed to go right now it says between 49 and 449 dollars. that's the price range okay, that's so. usually about where they stay so, I hope that's where they stay.
0: So, what's your price range?
1: Um, I feel like we have paid around a hundred bucks for the nosebleeds before, and I'm comfortable going between like one, one fifty. I don't want to pay two hundred dollars to sit, stand up at the top of Lincoln Financial Field. No,
0: no, God no.
1: <laughs> and that's that's usually where we stand. So, I I think between like when all is said and done with processing fees, we've paid about a hundred bucks to go.
0: By the way. But, the Link, if you've never yeah. been to the Link for a concert, I hate how that stadium is set up for a concert.
1: Yeah, it's not the best setup for a concert.
0: Because they use the open side of the field to put the stage in. Yeah. Instead of reversing it because there's more seats the other side. I get why they do it. That's why I like Met. Yeah. I love MetLife Stadium for a concert because it is perfectly okay. built for acoustics cuz yeah. it's a round bowl and everybody gets to hear everything.
1: Yeah, but I liked Lincoln Financial Field better than the Wells Fargo Center. I feel Agreed.
0: Like, uh, a, a hockey <laughs> basketball arena is very hard to get correct for acoustics.
1: It is very hard. And and sometimes it depends on the artist too cuz like Taylor her team is amazing first of all. Like uh, they set up this cuz I was there one time and this huge storm blew through and all of the like people that she was on tour with Ed Sheeran at the time actually this was like right as he was starting to hit the scene that she had brought him on tour and um so he played f- before she did and he had like just finished his set and then they started to like usher everybody like under uh, in the underside yeah, yeah. of the link cuz it's it's barely open and it's yes. in these like levels so everybody had to go down levels to stay dry and they tore down the stage like her team tore down the stage waited for the storm to pass Brought it back out, set everything back up. Lights, Mm -hmm. camera, action. Like, they were a well-oiled machine. Yeah, it's- it's... I feel like when I saw at the Wells Fargo Center, I saw Paul McCartney one year. And the way that the screens and everything was set up, I had no complaints. I mean, again, not my favorite setup, but, like, you could see him. You could see, you know, everything was great. When I saw Ariana Grande there, though, Mm. like- she had this one tiny, like the the what's normally the big screen, you know. Right, 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 right. She had this like TV <laughs> size screen in the corner of the stage. And that was it. That was all you had. And she's so tiny. Right. So like you need your your opera glasses to even see her at all. And like you have to crane your neck in the <laughs> corner. So I don't know if that was like a weird decision made by her team or if that was Wells Fargo. Like, I don't know who determines that that setup I but having seen two shows there and they were wildly different I don't know
0: I will say because I've been to a couple of fireflies
1: mm-hmm.
0: festivals are great at acoustics
1: Festivals are rated acoustics, and I actually think festivals, if you really love music and you love live shows, they're a great way to knock a bunch of artists off your list at a time. And, like, I know that the tickets are expensive.
0: But then, but, but then you have to break down what you're getting for the price.
1: Yeah, and, you, you know, you consider each performance you go to as, like, an individual concert or mini concert, you know, maybe not full price. But say, for example, you like the majority of the lineup. Yeah, you're getting a really good deal on all of those shows, because I've gone years in the past where I've loved—I mean, everybody just about—and um, like I think the year that Comfort and Sons, Florence and the Machine, when they were headliners, mm-hmm. that year was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like that was just—it was amazing. And I what, was it Kings of Leon. I think it was Kings
0: of Leon that year, but I think it was too. But here's the other thing, and when you consider what we got just on Friday night. Mm-hmm. Avril mm-hmm. the all, let's start with all time low. This is main yep. stage Friday night, was all yep. time low. Avril yep. Lavigne, Yep. Weezer, My Chemical yep. Romance.
1: hmm Four bands, and then you had Zed over on the other right. stage you that Zed, same you, night.
0: You had Zed on the other side of the fairground on the festival grounds, but five big artists. Mm-hmm. Five big artists. Zed costs you fifty bucks to get in in Vegas. To get in in DC at Echo Stage, it's fifty bucks to get in to see him. Yep. Uh, Weezer usually costs you 60 bucks, So there's $110. Yeah. Avril Lavigne, tickets aren't as expensive because, you know, she hasn't sure. had a monster hit in 15 years. Yeah. Uh, so let's rough her $50. Bucks. So we're at sure. $170, right? Uh,
1: I'll I'll leave the math to you. <laughs> okay. So My Chemical Romance,
0: $100. I would pay $100 to go see My Chemical Romance. So there's sure. $210. And then who else was I missing? All time low. 20 bucks. Yeah. I would see them for 20 bucks. So 230 yeah. total. How much was a three day pass this year?
1: Uh, just the pass, I think was right around that number. So two, two something. Right. So I mean, when you started to add in like camping and some of the other ones, you, you got more, but I think just a general admission three day pass, I think was somewhere in the, in the
0: 250 in the range. Two,
1: yeah. So yeah, yeah I want to say like 250. So
0: in one night, Five bands probably cost you the same amount of money that the entire three-day concert event costs. When you break it down like that, you do realize that festivals are actually worth the money.
1: They actually are for sure. I mean, especially a festival like Firefly, where it has that three-day breakdown. It's uh, it really does space everybody out really, really well. I feel like everybody's got a good vibe there. Like it's just it, it was a really good time this year, and maybe it really it was, was because I was like, I was jonesing for a concert. Like it really has been years since I've had live music, and like this year was my first year back getting out into concerts and not worrying about anything and. Um, because, like, I kicked it off with The Struts, which, oh, my God, if you haven't heard The Struts, if you've never been to see The Struts, if they come to your town, please go, because they're really fun to listen to on the radio, but seeing Hmm. them live is just Luke Spiller's energy is rock star energy that we have not seen since The Stones. Like, he is such a, I mean... charismatic enigma. Yes, and I hate to compare him to Freddie Mercury and Mick Jagger just because I actually think it's... It's a disservice to Luke's own skill set. Obviously, comparing him to two phenomenal singers is a huge compliment. Absolutely. And, and, and it is. And he has that. It is that classic rock energy of just like, oh, my God, like these guys rock. Yeah. But I think he does have his own flair that stands separate from the two, if that makes sense. Yes, you know what yes, I mean? Yes, yes,
0: yes. My... But I still haven't seen Greta Van Fleet.
1: I, I need, to, invited, I need but... to see
0: Greta Van Fleet sometime yes. soon.
1: Absolutely. Because my cousin saw them too.
0: Because I've heard nothing but amazing things about them. Like I've I've listened to their albums. They're fantastic. Absolutely. But apparently live, it is completely different. And it is phenomenal.
1: And some bands you just need to see live. Like some bands are better live than they are recorded, just because, again, the energy that they bring to the stage either way outshines what they bring to the studio or it just
0: Clicks better.
1: It's just not the same. Yeah, it just clicks better. And I think the, the Struts are definitely a band like that, that I, I don't think they've seen a radio chart success. And I don't know that it's on them, per se, or if it's their record labels. I know they it, just it's rock radio. not that long ago. It's rock
0: radio. It's, it's rock so, radio. It's so disjointed.
1: It is. But it's so funny, because a, ba- uh, a lot of rock fans that I've talked to love the Struts. Right. And I'm like, yeah, I know, me too. Right. But I well, feel it's... like they just... Never have had their chance to really, truly shine. So
0: what was it? God, I think it was 18 when Gary Clark came to 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 Selbyville, when Gary Clark came that's into sense. our area. And I was know. like, that's not going to sell because nobody knows who Gary Clark is. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm going to grab a few tickets and love him because I have loved Gary Clark Jr. forever. Yeah. And then I go to the concert and this thing is sold out. And there are so many people that I know that are listening to Gary Clark. And I'm like, how the hell do all of y'all know who the fuck Gary Clark is?
1: Well, so that's how I feel about the struts, the local venue that they come to about every year. They've been there like every summer or every other summer, the last couple of years, because the owner of that venue, like he loves them and he calls Mm -hmm. them back every year. And then, you know, money, people with money, they can do that. Right. Um, But the struts were at Firefly one year and anybody who saw them at Firefly was like. An in instant fan. Yeah. And so uh, people had started seeing them in smaller venues mm-hmm. and smaller venues. And so, like, this little tiny bar venue gets jam-packed for the struts because as soon as tickets go on sale for them,
0: they're sold they're out. sold out.
1: Yeah. And it's worth it. That's Again, also – yeah. If you ever see them on a lineup near your town, take it because I, I promise you won't regret it. If you like, like, the that, classic rock, glam rock shows, you're going to like it.
0: That's also why I love that little bar venue that you're talking about because some of the biggest acts of country music – Got their breaks there.
1: And they still come back. Cause again, like people with money will pay them to come back and it's awesome. And what I like about bar venues too, is that it's kind of first come first serve. Like when you show up, if you're quick, you can get to the front of the bar. And so you can, you can be front and center stage (laughs) in front of some of your favorite singers. And it's really cool. It's a much more intimate setting, but still like kind of grunge and cool, you know? (laughs) So uh,
0: speaking of artists who went there, Old Dominion uh-huh. in I yeah. think it was seventeen or eighteen. Sounds right. Saw him for fifteen bucks. Yeah. Regretted not buying more than four tickets. Right. Because yeah, when you. The and
1: <clears> there this year.
0: Because when you got to the venue, you realized people were willing to spend two hundred dollars for a ticket because this is right after Snapback became that are you monster. Serious? Hit. After
1: we just complained about scalpers, here you are and oh i wish i bought more tickets because people were spending two hundred dollars for them. okay
0: listen listen <laughs> listen
1: i'm all ears buddy
0: okay i would have sold them for 60 dollars a pop all right i wouldn't have tried to get that big of a profit but there were people willing to pay
1: it i know i just i thought it was it's funny it's funny, it's funny. <laughs> we, we, we literally just said. bitched
0: and complained about ticketmaster doing it to us
1: the whole point full circle however for a circle <laughs> and i get it i get the excitement of everybody wanting to see blink 182 play with tom DeLonge. Obviously, obviously i, I mean, saw blink without tom
0: so did i and it's not the same it isn't they, the rocked, same. they rocked they yeah, rocked it wasn't not the, the same. same no and then so you were
1: asking me earlier how do you feel if you're the guy who's not tom DeLong?
0: <laughs> right because i because i forget who is it it's, it's uh what's his name even his name i
1: don't remember though, his name really that's bad. sad that is <laughs> so bad of us <laughs> we're so sorry but if this ever gets to you
0: yes please don't hurt us if you see us <laughs> in public um <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but i mean they had what one album two albums two albums that were actually good albums mm-hmm. don't get me wrong but it wasn't blink
1: 182 oh yeah and they weren't like i think unless you were truly a diehard fan or actually, maybe even the more casual fans were the ones that, that listened to those albums because they weren't so butthurt over Tom DeLonge that they were like, yeah, I like Blink-182. I'll still listen. Um, like, I think they were probably bigger fans of the of the albums rather than the Tom DeLonge stands. Right. Oh, yeah.
0: Why won't you stop playing? Don't play yet. I'm trying to set this up. I'm trying to set this up for everybody.
1: That's all right. We can always we can always cut stuff because
0: yeah. this is the video that was like the greatest thing that's ever. It did do happened. a really
1: good promo, if yeah, and totally it was so honest, on brands for Blink do. Hold on. Stop thinking about them coming. I've tried hundreds of different ways to make them come.
0: Every night, I pray for them to come. <laughs>
1: My husband and I would love to watch them come. <laughs> if they
0: come, I'm getting hammered.
1: Anything to make them come.
0: That's right, honey.
1: Anything. <laughs>
0: if they come, I'm gonna explode. Could you imagine all three of them coming? Be <laughs> they're gonna come.
1: <laughs> right. Wait until I tell my crank is there They're gonna come! Guys, they're gonna come! They're gonna come! They're coming! They're finally coming! <laughs> I, I could, a little in the head. They'll be hanging me quick. Mean I'm back
0: So there it is. Yeah. I this is purely Blink 182. Yes, this is this was so Blink 182 of them too.
1: Yes, I know. It was so on brand for Blink.
0: And I loved all the sexual innuendos that were going yeah. on in the video. So if yes, you're if you're the if you're listening the to, this,
1: as to the audio. Right,
0: right. If you're listening to this, go back and watch the YouTube of this podcast. Because you could see all the different things that people were doing. (laughs) And when they were talking about them coming.
1: But yeah, it was, it it was great. It was genius, really. And I feel like more bands ought to do promo videos.
0: Absolutely. Honestly, I was surprised
1: that that Taylor didn't when dropping the Midnight's album. Because I had one in my brain that I was like, oh my God. Brilliant. Well, I was also
0: wondering. Because Taylor said, okay, Midnight. Then we get seven more songs at 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. Why wasn't there a teaser video at 1.30 in the morning saying, oh, by the way, if you love the Midnight album, wait 90 she's minutes.
1: Always tricks. She's always playing tricks. But
0: she also may have dropped the ball in one of her late night interviews. Or she to... did
1: it on purpose.
0: <laughs> well, she said albums.
1: Yeah, but she's already. So here's the thing, because you were telling me that, and I was like, oh, man, new albums. But now that I'm thinking about it, she's. She's going to drop uh, Speak Now, Taylor's version. Yeah. That's what she's been teasing all day, nonstop, right. in, her, in her music videos for her midnights. <laughs> like, right. The whole Bejeweled video is one big teaser for Speak Now. And then I think we might also see the, uh, the, her debut album, Taylor's yeah, yeah, version. Yeah. Which I don't know if that had a name. So I think it was just Taylor Swift. Yeah. It was just her, yeah, it was just her, her self debut album. album. Yeah. So I think we're I think we going to get those, How too, many? because the posters for the era's tour ha- includes those two. So I think those are going to be the extra albums that drop. So I don't think it's going to be entirely Ew. new content. Right. I think there are still going to be songs that we haven't heard yeah. uh, appear on those albums, but I don't think they're going to be like new the same way Midnight's was new.
0: Also, for those of us that are keeping track, she did say that she was turning down the Super Bowl halftime show because she couldn't do it yet.
1: And I think she'd be a great halftime show. Oh, she'd be fantastic. Oh, she would be the that best. People who don't like her would be like, I don't halftime show. I don't watch anything anymore. And I love hating stuff.
0: I mean, they're going to get Rihanna.
1: Yeah, I know. And there's going to be a bunch of people that are like, the halftime show was trash because there was a the person that wasn't white up there. Like, they're just people are always yeah. angry. People are always mad.
0: And and one of the great like and, and, and
1: halftime show you're never gonna please everybody. And I'm
0: gonna be completely you honest. Can with you. Though, yes,
1: you can disappoint everybody though, looking at Adam Levine and Justin Timberlake. Yes. Whose halftime show was trash.
0: Can can we be honest?
1: Sure, hip, I just was the hip <laughs> the hip hop
0: medley of last year's Super Bowl halftime show was probably the last best one of all time. Super
1: Bowl, last time it was amazing. Yes. It was fantastic. Yes. I mean, like I loved Paul, but I'm a biased Beatles fan, so right. I was gonna say I love Paul no matter what. Loved the Stones.
0: Stones were great.
1: Prince the Who was great. The Who was great. Who Michael was great. Michael
0: Jackson. The original Super Bowl halftime show was fantastic.
1: I even would have been down for, uh, like, I was half down for J Lo and Shakira. Yeah, <laughs> like, it wasn't great, but I still there was a part of me that was like, yes. Uh, the Lady weekend Gaga was fantastic. The, the
0: weekend was great.
1: Yeah, the weekend was good. His, I so, think his I sound, sound people messed it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah sound
0: people yeah. messed up the weekend,
1: but. And then of course there was Justin the oh, first God, time. Oh God, I
0: know, with Janet. Which was like, Janet. It should have
1: been a good one. I know, poor Janet. Justice for Janet, man. Right. She got blacklisted from Super Bowl halftime performance, and you know who came back? Freaking Justin Timberlake. Of course he did. did. Like I'm an all-American boy, and I'm cool.
0: Can you tell she likes Justin Timberlake, everybody? <laughs> Low key. So we get she Rihanna. Like... Okay, so we get Rihanna, yes. we get Rihanna this year. Which I'm excited
1: for because the fans have been begging for Rihanna for years. Years they've wanted her to do the halftime show.
0: But does it get overshadowed knowing that this was supposed to be Taylor's year? And the only reason why she said no is because she couldn't perform everything yet?
1: I don't think it'll get overshadowed by that because I think it's also going to be Rihanna's return. Yes, that's true. Music and live music and shows. She's been doing all her Fennie Beauty uh, business, which also fantastic. Yes. <laughs> Love that for her. Right. She's been, a, uh, She's become a new mom. Yeah,
0: She has. Uh, yes. Recently.
1: like She's been busy. She, she has been, been very busy. She's been busy living her life. So I think people are just going to be really excited for her return to music as well. And, and people are going to be hyped to see her live. So I don't think it's going to get overshadowed at all. I actually think she's a better choice this year between the two.
0: And then Taylor gets it probably next year.
1: Yeah. But I, I, I think Taylor, I, I, she's, such a, she's such a polished show. She's right. a really good performer. I, I, I think she'd be a great halftime show. I really no, do. I
0: do too. And because she has the breadth of this huge discography yeah. that she can go yes. in multiple different directions.
1: She yes, doesn't have to do her biggest deep. hits. She yeah. can do. And she's a safe choice.
0: Right. She's a very safe choice. As much as people so. are like, oh, she's so terrible. What's wrong with an all-American girl like Taylor Swift, who's literally not done anything wrong?
1: She's also not terrible. I mean, you know, I, I feel like her her vocals obviously are not going. And if you don't like her voice, like obviously, okay, that's on that, that's, that's on fair. You. That's yeah. a fair criticism. But that's not to call her bad. I feel like is not true because, like, I don't think she uses auto tune all that no, much.
0: No, no, all right. Sorry, those are <laughs> all right.
1: Those weren't gunshots. That was a car just backfiring out on the highway, by well, the way.
0: <laughs> where you live, it wouldn't have shocked me. What? No. On Route
1: 1? Where I grew up, it wouldn't have shocked you.
0: But That's true. All right. So now that we're on Super Bowl halftime shows, who should do it next? Besides Taylor.
1: Um, I mean, I think a rock act is always a good thing. And it's been a minute since we've seen a real rock act. So Metallica? Metallica would be good. I think a lot of people would be hyped. Green for Day, Green Day would be really good. They would be really fun.
0: Green Day would be really fun. I'm trying to think. Um, of... Well, I mean, there was an obvious I mean, I choice. Mean, maybe
1: even, I mean, like Greta Von Fleet would be really Greta would cool.
0: Be, uh, I don't know if enough people. I don't know, know that Greta. they would be
1: like they'd be good featured, but maybe not like right,
0: right. But, but sometimes like... there are
1: a couple of artists that sneak their way into the Super Bowl lineup.
0: <laughs> right, but it's mostly like the
1: biggest. But of it tends the biggest. to be more, yeah, the biggest names, yeah. So, so I would think
0: post. Probably is going to get it at one point. yeah,
1: Posty would be a good one. Posty would be fun. Posty Posty (laughs) has (laughs) a lot of fun fun with as a as a concert. He does have a lot of fun. Um,
0: Uh, because yeah,
1: and I feel like of the pop acts, like Taylor and Rihanna are really your only choices. Because even Ariana Grande, who like I love her, she doesn't have enough. She doesn't have enough songs yet. I also just don't think it's the right crowd. Like she's got a lot of songs, they're not all huge hits because again, she kind of had the same. Stack against her of being a young pop star who started out on Nickelodeon. Nobody was taking her seriously, although really she started on Broadway. So for people who are like, oh, she can't sing, I'm like, I mean, she can. She
0: can. She made it on she Broadway. She can't enunciate. Right. Um, <laughs> I think, I don't think the types of like Nicki Minaj, Cardi B, no. I don't think they no. make. It. I think, I think what we got last year is what was going to work at the halftime show. Eminem, yeah. Uh, Doctor Dre, Snoop. Like, but they, exactly. They were representing yeah. old school hip hop, hip hop yeah. finally being able to take the stage. You know who else would be good? Jay Z. Yeah, Jay Z would be good. Jay Z would be fantastic in this role because then he could yep. bring the queen bee with him. Yep. And they can do Bonnie well, and Clyde. She makes
1: appearances left and right in the Super Bowl. Right,
0: right, but <laughs> but does the, but she show up during a cold play. <laughs> but right, but if but if she shows up, but if he shows up, she comes yes. out and they do the 03 Bonnie and Clyde.
1: Yes, and I, yeah, I mean, I think either a rock act or another, yeah, like Jay Z. Um, but I think we're due for like a rock and a rock and show. So I, I think Green Day would be a great choice. I actually. think
0: Green Day, Metallica would be good.
1: Yeah, and I think Green Day...
0: There is one other choice that I would have made. I think Green Day
1: would be better because I feel like people have less hot feelings about Green Day. Yeah. Like Metallica. Yeah, I know. That is a polarizing band where people are like, oh my God, Metallica's the best, and if you don't like them, you're stupid. And then there are people who are like, Metallica sucks. And then, you know... I actually do have very middle ground on Metallica. Right.
0: Uh, there's... Because
1: me and rock music... <laughs> my aesthetic is not rocker chick. So when I do find rock songs that I like, I am aware that it is funny. I was just coming home today listening to Ghost Hunter's Moon. It's not the best song. No, it it's really not. Isn't. It really and isn't. And I know it's not. And just the image of me enjoying it, I know is funny. And I can picture my siblings laughing at me for liking it. And it's just like, it. sometimes it's a funny image, you know? Oh, picture absolutely. I'm more of like your polka dot wearing, Zoe Deschanel type aesthetic.
0: I also think that when he gets his head straight after everything that's happened, Dave Grohl needs to do the halftime show as Dave Grohl. (sighs) Yeah. And do Nirvana and Foo Fighters. Yeah. And bring up like an all-star cast (sighs) of of friends to help him.
1: Yeah. That would be really amazing. But I, I do feel like he almost needs to do something like that for the Super Bowl. Like he needs something more special, I think. Not that the Super Bowl is not a huge right. incredible event. It is. Right. But I feel like he needs something more
0: bigger. I don't than know. What what what's bigger, bigger than Bigger than
1: that. And it's not bigger than that. I think it's just something that's like entirely music focused as opposed to yeah, everybody's yeah. hype for the game throw this in in the middle because right. I just think he has so because it's been so right. tragic. Right, but no, I, I actually I do think that the I, I think the Super Bowl would be a great I, place because, for that. and be, I think that's a great idea too.
0: Because don't feature like a band with him, but make it about no. Dave Grohl. Yeah,
1: this man it's Dave with maybe a select few guests, and
0: mm-hmm. because this man has been through a shit ton, and has been part of two of the biggest and most influential bands of the modern era.
1: Really has to
0: think about it. He was the drummer of the start of grunge. Yep, and then he. Took the torch of rock music because rock was dead. Let's be perfectly honest. And he revived it. He sure did. And he's been through tragedy after tragedy, losing two of his best friends in the meantime.
1: The Taylor Hawkins tribute.
0: Oh, God.
1: Uh, Dave had to do was just walk out on stage. And I was like, oh my God. (laughs) Like, I I cried multiple times throughout all of the Taylor Hawkins tributes. (laughs) But. I just yeah and because he seems I mean like I've never met him but he does seem like such a genuine guy that I feel like like I guess that's where I'm coming from like I feel like he needs a more genuine concert before the Super Bowl before he takes the stage there right you know you know what I'm saying I don't know I don't know what there I'm saying. it
0: is this is the one I was looking for I think this is the one no hold on I'm looking for something
1: of those. yeah it might be kind of hard to find on the fly
0: it's not that hard this is the one I'm looking for. No, that's not the one I'm looking for. You know what I'm looking for.
1: I believe I know what you're looking for.
0: No, oh, it's here. Hold on. Uh, what else are we talking about in this episode? As I look for um,
1: this. I think we covered a lot of it, mostly, um... Ticket prices, concerts, we talked about some festivals. Um Is there anything else that you can think of? I mean, it's okay if this one's a little bit shorter. I feel like the content's all good. So Yeah. I don't want to play that
0: one. I want to play the one. I think it's this. I think it's this, and I'm gonna blow my eardrums out because it's just so loud in my head. Yeah, this is it. All right, we'll go with this version because I don't think we're going to get knocked for this one on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Can I just state, when I first saw this, I had chills? Uh, Yeah. And And I honestly think this is part of the grieving process.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I I think that's how and i think like the the amazing thing about dave grohl and the Foof, like he's just he's such he's an artist to his core and unfortunately we've had to see an artist grieve publicly twice in such a huge way but i think right. it's the only way that a rocker can properly grieve and honor his friends and in a way that that is right for him you know what i mean yes yes and i think there's just something so authentic to to this
0: In times like these, And this is that moment where he breaks down.
1: And there are just moments, too, like when you see artists perform something for the friends that you know that they've lost along the way, like whenever I've seen because I saw Paul McCartney uh, back to back. (laughs) Super lucky. I was super excited. Um, But when he performs here today, which, you know, was about John so emotional because like he comes off this whole big set and it's just him and his guitar and he sings that song and he disappears and like you just have to sit with it in this moment and so i think when you know stars are grieving their friends who were taken way too soon mm-hmm. in tragic ways it's that it, they they i mean that's what art is for it's it's for grieving in a healthy way <laughs> and um uh, In a powerful way, too, obviously, that a lot of people can can relate to and and feel on this level. And, I mean, you just see the whole – the love that so many fans have for Dave – I mean, and I, I saw him a couple years, and well, more than a couple years ago now, because it's one of the early Firefly music festivals that he came and the Foo Fighters were there. And it was an incredible show. And I wasn't even like a huge Foo Fighters fan at the time. Like I was a casual fan, but not like, like oh my God, the Foo Fighters. But as they were there, I was like, oh my God, the Foo Fighters.
0: But you know what's, ama- so, what's amazing about Dave Grohl? Because he does vacation where we live.
1: Yes, he does. And
0: mm-hmm. every time I've heard somebody that has interacted with him, he is nothing but just humble.
1: That's all I've heard. and all of his interviews, he seems humble. Like, just everything about him. And
0: uh, I've heard this story, and I forget who told it, but he was at one of the candy stores at the resort mm-hmm. towns. I'm not naming resort towns so that people yeah. don't come trying to find Dave Grohl. Yeah. But there's many of them around us, to, be, to just put it that way. But uh, Dave walked into a candy store with his kids, and they were going to buy candy anyways. And he sees just a few random people. He's like, tell your kids to get whatever they want. It's on me. Yeah. And I yeah, think these just... people and I think these people didn't realize who it was.
1: Probably not. I would imagine a lot of people in, in the resort town areas that right. we're at might not recognize him on the street.
0: <laughs> right. But it's just things like that. Like Dave is one of the biggest humans on the planet. Yep. Fame wise. And he's so yep. humble about it. And he doesn't he's like Keanu Reeves. The world does not deserve Keanu Reeves.
1: The world really doesn't deserve Keanu. Man, still rides the subway. Just
0: your typical normal person in New York City. Mm
1: -hmm. Who then just gets randomly invited to weddings.
0: And he goes to the random weddings. He dresses like a hobo, but he still goes to the weddings.
1: You know, I mean, hey, you don't send a dress code. How's he going to know?
0: Right, exactly. All right, what are we doing next week?
1: That's a great question, you know? I have I, I have, have an idea. Anything pulled up. All right, I, what's I your have an idea? idea?
0: Because when the podcast comes out next week, we'll be uh-huh. a week away from it. Okay. Why don't we do what we're grateful for? Okay. Because we're going to Thanksgiving.
1: That is a great idea, my friend. So
0: next week, we'll bring a list of what we're grateful for in the last 365 days.
1: All right. A little, little homework. I like it.
0: And then... Then we could go into December where we do our year in review. What did we okay. love about 2022? What did we hate about 2022? Bring on some good. of our friends and get their opinions on 2022.
1: Yeah.
0: So, I feel like I like it. I feel like next week, just to make it simple, we'll keep it even shorter and just say what we're thankful for.
1: I'm into it. I'm glad. Let's do it.
0: All right. So That's another edition of yapping and snacking. That's right. See y'all next week! Goodbye!